Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. My name is Ray. And this is Heather. And we are sitting on our mesophysical, mesophysical, (laughs) I swear to God, I have not been drinking, Um, metaphysical porch, (laughs) talking about all things leading edge attraction. And of course, um, we love to delve into the Abrahams for all you folks out there who are uh, with us on the train of Abraham hyphen Hicks, uh, holla holla out to Esther and all the work that they're doing. But you know what? It's just a jumping off point. You know, we love the Abraham work because I think it allows us all to awaken our inner Abraham, you know, our inner infinite knowing that it's all inside of us, that we don't need anything outside of us, that it's all inside. And I think that what Abraham does for me is that it reminds me of that own inner wisdom, my own inner Abraham that you know, is always there and always present. And I just love that, that, that this work has introduced that to each and every one of us, you know, we don't need Esther, although we love her and we love the way that her expression trips it. But, you know, we all got it. We all got it going on. Yes, we do. You know, it's just a matter of listening. You know, I mean, I think we just don't hear it sometimes because we've got so much noise. There's always something going on. And and it's almost like, what? I think I heard something. Oh, I probably didn't hear anything. (laughs) The the dishwasher's going, the TV's on, you know, you're commuting to work. You've got people talking. You're listening to an audio. Right. Was that infinite intelligence? (laughs) Wait, was that? No, that was just (laughs) something on the news. (laughs) Yeah, that, you know, that access to to infinity, to that access to unconditional love, the the real um, allowance of unlimited energy into one's life, I think is, is really what we're all seeking, because it's only resistance to that energy that makes us tired. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and what I wanted to focus on on this week's show is this uh, opportunity for us to release even more uh, resistance because our natural state, can we get back to nature here? Our natural state is high vibing, high, uh, positive energy. We are that of the stars. We are source energy. And I, and I think sometimes we forget because sometimes we think we got to work our way up to that energy. You know, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta align and, you know, I gotta do all my affirmations and I gotta go to do all these classes and someday I'm gonna, you know, and really what the case is and, and the Abrahams keep talking about this is just stop doing that thing that resists the energy, the natural energy that you already are. There is nothing to achieve here. There is only something to uh, release release and I love that I love that that there's less work 
I have a fun tool with this because we talk about appreciation so much. And I always, when I see people, I think about what I appreciate about that person. And um, I've been listening to my intuition and sharing with other people what I'm noticing about what I appreciate about them. And oh my gosh, is it not... um, such easily I don't even want to say easily received but like pleasantly received by others Um, I spoke to someone yesterday that I hadn't seen in years and I said you know I just have to say I'm prompted to tell you what I'm noticing different about you um, in the last five years since last time I saw you I've noticed this 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 all these positive things about that person they're like oh my gosh that's amazing that you noticed that you are so right I've been working so diligently on myself and I'm so appreciative that somebody noticed my changes I love and, it. and I was just like listening to source like them they're saying to me you know like wow look at her she's doing her work and look at what she's um, moved through and I just said out loud what I was prompted to say and I think sometimes if we just listen and say the things that we notice that are positive people love it absolutely and trusting that and trusting that and then not feeling embarrassed to share that you know, that attunement. And one thing that, that Abraham had said in a, in a workshop that I was listening to is that, you know, we're going to talk a lot about momentum tonight and, and momentum, this idea of, of really stepping into this high, fast moving energy, because the universe has got some serious momentum going on. They said the most powerful thing you can do to shift into high momentum to really allow the flow is the book of positive aspects. This idea of practicing positive aspects of people, of situations, of circumstances. They said that is the most powerful way to step into that, um, that knowing and allowing the energy to take you rather than you having to take the energy on, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're so right, but to practice that and then to allow it to flow is, is an incredible way to, um, to really ingrain and teach to ourselves the power of this unlimited energy and these, um, you know, the, these inner knowing and the metaphysical world that is just working with us at such a deep level. And, and, you know, if we can just, like you said, turn the radio down for a minute, we can hear it. Um, but I love that practice. And, and I think it's so important that we remember that our natural state is high Mm -hmm. vibing, you know, and from a lot of us who come from, you know, the good old religion, um, we still have to shake that come from sin, come from lower, come going to crawl up. And, you know, that's a tough thing to shake sometimes. And uh, I know that, uh, you know, a lot of these new teachings where we're now awakening to the fact that we are actually the energy that is the leading edge, as the Abrahams talk about, that God is actually um, that we are using God. It is God is not using us. And I, and I think kind of awakening to that natural state and remembering ourselves. This, this phrase has come up a lot um, in my readings in this week. Unbridled met- momentum. Unbridled. Isn't that an interesting world, word? Unbridled momentum. This sort of endless, deep, consistent, um, full momentum that can be ours moment to moment, but we've just got to stop doing that thing that we do that blocks it, you know, (laughs) and, and a lot of, a lot of stuff, I think sometimes that, that block it is react, reacting to things. And, and part of my, my theme on the show today is, is this idea of how do we release 
reactionary living and really step into this unbridled momentum that Source and the whole universe is participating in um, if we step back and, and really embrace that. So, you know, reactionary living, what is it? What do I mean by that? This idea that everything has to be in its place in order for us to live in alignment. In other words, right. it's kind of fake alignment. It's kind of pseudo alignment, right? It's like, as long as I have my job and my husband and wife are okay, my kids aren't sick. And you know, as long as everything's lining up, I can live in alignment. But the minute something goes wrong or something happens unexpectedly or somebody dies, which will happen, right? Because no one's getting out alive. It's last time I checked. Um, <laughs> you know, then suddenly we can't source our alignment anymore. We're but that's when we really need to source our alignment. That's because it's easy to source it otherwise when it's everything going well. <laughs> exactly. So, I, you know, I really think that there's this. Um, this concept that I want to embrace that that says living beyond conditions, like the the joy, the unbridled joy and momentum that I can tap to, tap into, regardless of the conditions of my life. There yeah. is a freedom in that that is really intoxicating, you know. And I think we stop, like we stop living when something happens. Like people are like, well that year my mom died so I didn't really do anything that year it's like okay and I get that we do because we're human we only can do so much but I think we have to keep on keeping on regardless of what's happening around us and it's just learning how to feel good through that process and part of it for me it's funny because I went to the doctor yesterday and she's a not a Western medicine doctor but I was saying yeah I pretty much cry every day and she's like taking notes she's like what? You cry every day? She's writing it down, you know, and I'm like, yeah, pretty much tears of joy, sometimes tears of not joy, but it just comes, you know, she goes, well, what prompts it? And I'm like, oh, pretty much anything. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like taking all these notes, looking at me like I'm really crazy. And I'm like, well, but I just feel like I'm so close to source all the time that tears just come easily. And when I channel, I know that I'm so connected when I open my eyes and there's my entire face and chest are completely wet because that's just one of the indicators that I'm connected to source. But don't we have this huge stigma about crying? Yeah, yeah. Like it's bad and wrong to cry. It's like, well, if that's one way I know I'm connected to source, what's wrong with it? What's wrong let, and bad about that? Let it rip, let it rip. But I, but I think, you know, the the real work quote unquote work actually needs to happen when we're feeling good, when we're feeling aligned, when we are in that momentum where we think the work has to happen when we're in the tough stuff. You know, the work has to happen when I'm out of alignment and things are going wrong and now I got to figure out how to get things going better. I got to, you know, figure out how to work with my mind and figure out how to feel better. And, And actually what we're hearing from the Abrahams is that's not the time to be doing the momentum work. That's actually the time to be letting go, releasing, let, you know, just let it rip. It's momentum that's going to have its way with you because momentum in and of itself is not just positive. There's sort of negative momentum too, depending on, 
you know, where your thoughts have been and where your, where your focus has been. But, you know, they have this, this whole thing about, you know, I've jumped out of the airplane and I don't have my parachute. What should I do? Well, that's not the time to start doing affirmations. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it depends. It depends. <laughs> if you're practiced at it and it feels good, then it might be. Yeah. For me, I like to do it all the time. I do it when it's feeling good, when it's not feeling good, because for me, consistency is what I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I always, I already know that it's not the end of the world. So jumping out of the airplane feels a little bit more fun than it is when somebody else jumps out of their plane and is going, oh, holy crap. I don't even know if I'm going to survive this or not. You know? <laughs> so there's different levels, but I think you don't want to start there. You don't want to start during your work. If you there. haven't been doing the work, don't start then. But if you have been, you might be able to continue doing it while you're flying down, you know? Absolutely. And that, and that really is um, the sweetness of the practice because if you've been doing that practice and you've, you've been really practicing this idea that when things are going well, you're just milking it. You know, you're milking it and you're focusing on it and you're, you're doing your rampages and you're doing, you know, your, your positive aspecting and all that good stuff. And you're really practicing it so that when the bumps do hit, you've got that momentum, right? But, right. W- but when you haven't been doing that and then momentum uh, in a negative way hits, like something really devastating happens, I think we do a lot of beating ourselves up because we can't get back on track. You know, it's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm fighting. I'm fighting this thing. I'm trying to feel positive. I'm, you know, and you're kind of doing the happy face sticker on the empty gas tank. And I think that there's something about when, you know, when stuff is happening and it's kind of going in a, in a wonky direction, there is also a practice of just letting it go. Let it be, let it unfold, let it happen, you know, and, and just be quiet be silent, you know, Uh and then when things have, you know, kind of gone through their ebb and flow, which they will, and you're starting to feel the relief and you're starting to get on the other side of it and you're starting to be able to access those thoughts, then when some interesting work can come in where you want to start to build on, um, on the practice at that point when you are able to feel good. And I want to play a little bit of a track just recently. I will tell you a few minutes and then we'll take a quick break. But this is a circumstance that, the, that a guy sat in a hot seat at one of the Abraham workshops. So again, we're just going to give you a little appetizer of this and we encourage you to go to the abraham-hicks.com website and buy everything that they've ever done because they're awesome. But we, um, I want to play this little part so that we can delve into this idea of you know what to do when and how to really move and release the reactionary living life. So here we go. So when we see something in our lives that we want to be better, how do we reframe that then? Instead of, like you said... For example. For example, um, I set up appointments. I, I take my time to find myself... or get myself into a great space, a really fun alignment. And then I set appointments for the future. And when I set my appointments, I'm in a place of inspiration and I'm feeling really great. And then the day happens, the day of the appointment, and I've got several in a row and some of them, whatever. And I show up and I'm in the moment and it's happening now. And I realize that I'm not where I want to be. How do I frame that right here, right now, in the moment with the person? But that's the thing that we're wanting you to understand. Right here, right now, 
is momentum that will play out from what you've already got set in motion. And that's not the time right here, right now to try to change the direction of the momentum. Right. That's the time to acknowledge the momentum mm -hmm. and appreciate the momentum and be playful about the momentum and watch the unfolding as evidence of the momentum and you can't help but establish a different intention for different momentum but you just don't hit it so head on the moments in which you want to focus with the intention of increasing momentum are those moments when you are feeling your very best period if you're having dinner and you all are laughing and having a good time focus and say this is a momentum I'd like to keep going and then relax into that and watch how easy it is to keep that momentum going everybody's just playing into it how easy it is to keep that momentum going it's recognizing momentum that is flowing and then letting it flow rather than recognizing momentum that isn't flowing and trying to get it to flow because when you recognize it isn't flowing and you try to get it to flow you add to the momentum that's the anti-momentum, so to speak. You clog your pipes more. Okay. These are subtle. Yeah. You are leading-edge creators. You know it all. You know that you are creators, and you know that you do it through focus, and you know that it is about energy, and you're coming to know that it is about the way you feel. And now you're coming to understand the difference between resistance and allowing. And in resistance, there is always a slowing of momentum, period. And We're going to take a quick break. That was some juicy stuff. We'll come back and talk about it. After the break, you're listening to Everyday Attraction here with Ray and Heather. And we'll be back. Stay tuned. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
We now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. You're here with Ray and Heather on Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. And um, we were just before the break listening to a little delicious morsel from an Abraham Hicks workshop where um, a guy in the hot seat was kind of talking about this this idea of momentum and that things happen. You know, he did everything he could to, you know, make the appointments in alignment, but things start happening and suddenly you realize you're not where you want to be. This is, this is really fine tuning folks. This is the nitty gritty. How do I work with the energy in the moment? You know, this is like law of attraction 301, you Uh know, (laughs) it's this idea of, you know, right here and right now, it may not be going in the direction that I want. So what they had that what they had suggested in that in that segment was this idea of just letting something play out. You know what I mean? Isn't that an interesting concept of of not trying to fix it in the moment? You know, like not trying to do your work in that moment, but just really letting something play out. Isn't that an interesting concept, Heather? It was like, I don't think I've really embraced that as a tool. Because usually when things are getting in a funky direction, I immediately want to jump in and start doing my processes. You know? Right. And I get, yeah, I think that's something that I've just been doing probably in the last, gosh, not even a year. Just since since my mom passed away, like realizing, you know, every time there's a storm and it's windy and it's raining, it's like you can't do anything about it. You got to let the stuff blow over and you just watch it all happen. And then after the storm leaves, you can go outside and pick up the stuff or whatever, you know. Um, and I think there's something about tr- – it's all about trust. Yeah. That is where when you can really and, – and people are asking, well, like, how can you trust and how – it's not like you do anything. It's just you decide. You decide to trust. I love that. Yeah. You decide to trust that something is happening – beyond maybe what your understanding, your capacity to understand. Um, But this idea of acknowledging it and being interested in the momentum that plays out, um, this idea of looking at the evidence of the momentum is like, oh, look, look at what has come about. And and isn't this interesting? You know, I talk Mm -hmm. a lot about this idea of, you know, really being vibrational detectives and being sort of interested in how it's playing out Um, Not necessarily, you know, um, needing to fix it or make it different, but taking notes and then finding the playfulness, even in the midst of the storm, I think is really where you can start to allow source to be much closer to you, to be Uh more right there at your breath in your heart space, because you're acknowledging something's happening. You're acknowledging the evidence of it, but you're not trying to hit it head on. Like they said, you know, you're not trying to fight it because that anti-momentum, that really kind of captured my imagination when they said that is because when you don't just sort of let something go and allow it to play itself out, if it's already in storm mode, Mm -hmm. as you said, when you go out there and you rail your, you know, your fists at the wind and you beat your chest, it's actually keeping the storm 
going and it's anti-momentum of the direction that you want to go. Yeah, it's prolonging the storm. Yeah. So, you know, recognizing something is happening, letting it go, and but not trying to make it different. Can we just have an, a, a moment? <laughs> because I think those of us who study the law of attraction suddenly think that we are, you know, we have to try and make everything different than it is. And ironically, we end up keeping it in place by trying to fight against what is and um, and reacting to it in whichever way that we do. And, and I just think it's really interesting. I wanted to read this quote from this book that I've been reading that I that it's actually a Unity Fall program that we're doing at Unity Marin on the untethered soul. Unity churches every fall study a book together, and it's really a wonderful experience if you, as many of you know. Um, and so this Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, one, one of the early pages, there's this quote that, that really captured me. It said, true personal growth is about transcending that part, the part of you that is not okay and needs protection. So true personal growth is about transcending the part of you that is not okay and needs protection. This transcendence is really interesting, Heather, and I think you were talking about it earlier when you were saying, you know, when you channel and when you get connected to source, you know, you are beyond or transcending that part of you that is not okay mm-hmm. or, or that needs something in order to be okay, you know? It's Well, for me, it's kind of being an observer, like a third-party uh, observer yes. of your whole experience and and even in that storm mode sometimes i can now even go to that place of this could this looks horrible in this moment and i can't even imagine what is going to come from it but there's something here that i'm going to be appreciate or be thankful for later and i wonder what that is you know and i kind of even up front look for the the positive and the contrast while it's happening because it well first of all I'm curious and I like to figure stuff out but second of all it creates the momentum if something good's happening right now even though I don't know what the heck it is <laughs> right you get on that train so to speak yeah I love that you talked about the observer and Michael Singer in his book also talks about like he calls it the inner roommate which is you know a lot of people call it a different point They're just observing that voice that you know, that dialogue inside of you that is freaking out or is, you know, is not able to control circumstances and is, is sort of having a lot of dialogue in it about it. But stepping back and sort of observing that and watching it play out, I think is is that sort of next level of of true companionship or oneness with source, because that is what source is doing. It is an observer of um, without worry or doubt or fear, which is doesn't exist in that realm, you know, worry, mm-hmm. doubt and fear, you get picked up, uh, you know, at the lower edges of vibration, you know, and, and I love how Jesus was such an, an, a great example of that, because, you know, Jesus never went around saying, you know, I'm really worried about you, <laughs> you, know? Mm-hmm. you know, and even when he was hanging out with some people who had some pretty freaky symptoms, <laughs> like leprosy, you know, he just never freaked out, you know, he like right. saw the broader picture and, and even had the ability um, to hang out with that, that energy without concern and really was able to see the God in everything. And I, I think that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Is really, it is. yeah. 
being able to embrace that there is nothing separate from the oneness of, of your existence. And um, even though it can feel different. And I, I have to say that there is such programming to freak out. I mean, in the sense, like talking about Jesus and leprosy, can you imagine if somebody came around with leprosy and everyone would be freaking out? Like there is this freak out um, societal kind of values about things. And sometimes I start to think there's something wrong with me when I don't freak out because everyone else is freaking out. And I'm like, gosh, you know, I mean, I really don't think there's something wrong with me, but I just think like I'm just weird because I don't freak out about stuff that other people do. So we really have to check ourselves, you know, in that way to not buy into everything that the the, the masses or whatever would Right. And I, and I think we've been trained to be reactionary. I mean, if you watch the evening news or read a newspaper, I mean, it's all about, you know, trying to get a reaction from the reader, you know, um, and trying to sort of play the drama out. And I, and I, you know, what I, what I think is interesting about this is there's so much information now from, you know, the health communities and the sciences about this idea that living in stress, living in flight or flight, fight or flight is is really what is at the core of so many of the diseases that we see manifesting and also right. you know the chronic health conditions whether it be obesity or, or chronic or heart disease and you know they keep coming back to this the stress thing and and you know really at the core of stress is constantly being in this fight or flight mode because you're reacting i mean the great thing is we live in a in in, in a world where we get to see a lot of things that's the upside. The downside is you're getting to see a lot of things unless you can really work with your mind and work with your soul to find a place of, of peace and um, and knowing amidst the turmoil, you, you can get batted about. And even not only in our personal lives, but, but sort of what's happening also in, in the conscious, the, the larger collective. Um, so, but that's the life that I crave, that I want to have more fine tuned is to be in that consciousness of, um, of not being present with something. I'm not checking out, but I'm not freaking out, you know, um, it's releasing the reaction because I know, and I'm trusting, and I really love that you brought up the word trust because I think it does come back that there is, there is something blowing over here. Um, but I can trust that, you know, that everything is always working out for me. Thank you, Jerry. You know, mm -hmm. there, there's always that sort of sense of um, one's eternalness if you've if you've practiced that connection with source, because there, that is the silence, the the part of the um, observer that is endless. And but to have an anchor, Heather, to have a real anchor to that, and to live it in our daily lives, I think is, is so key. Let's listen a little bit more to this uh, delicious hot seat experience uh, of an Abraham Hicks workshop. And again, um, we're going to play a little bit and we encourage you to go to Abraham-Hicks.com and buy everything they've ever, they've ever done because they're so fabulous. But here's <laughs> more from the Abraham. Allowing there is always a speeding of momentum. When you release the brake, the car is going to roll down the hill. It's going to free flow. When you pull that brake, it's going to stop it. You understand resistance and momentum. You've just got to figure out how resistance and how momentum play out for you, you see. And if you'll pay attention, you can go down your list of things you do and you can acknowledge resistance, allowing, resistance, allowing, resistance, allowing. 
You can go down your list of people you spend time with. Resistant, allowing. Resistant, allowing. You can go down your list of just about everything. The aspects of your own life experience. Resistance, allowing. And what we want to remind you is, don't take the resistant aspects and try to fix them. It clogs your pipes. Take the allowing aspects and focus upon them until the momentum will be such that it will sweep everything in its path in the direction of what you want. You could have nine things not going well and one thing going well, and in the one thing resistance-free going well, as you give it nearly your undivided attention, in that free-flowing momentum, that momentum will sweep up the other things, and before you know it, all things are going. Or it could be the other way around. You could have nine things going well and one thing not going well, and you could fixate on the one thing not going well, and you could introduce such resistance into your equation that suddenly nothing is going well for you. You know that. You've lived it, you see. You just didn't know it in relationship to the law. And now you do. In relationship to the law. The law. The law of attraction. The law of momentum. The law of inertia. The law of resistance. The law of allowing. The laws. The laws of physics. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel that happening. I, I very clearly feel that happening, good. and I keep myself wrapped up in the good things on very intentionally. Good. And so, so part of this question it, it involves. Um, I have been volunteering; it's a big part of my life, and I volunteering to do what? All kinds of things to give back to help people. For to, example. For example, um, I'm involved in building a school in Nepal for the kids that don't have homes and um, and it's a boarding school and so this has been a great experience for me because I understand this law and I understand focusing on the positive outcome of the school and sometimes I feel that it's a, a little bit difficult when people want to talk about the trouble in Nepal and the issues and... You think? <laughs> and so... And so part of that is getting out ahead of that manifestation and... That's pretty heavy duty. That's pretty heavy duty. And so what happens is you get your quest to be a value out ahead of your practiced allowing. And then you have a rough ride on your way to making the world a better place. Oh, I just got to stop there. <laughs> uh, well, that's nothing like introducing a big, heavy topic. They don't, and they don't usually say, you know, it's pretty heavy duty. You know, they really don't usually say that. So. Yeah. So if it's heavy duty, it's, it's super duper heavy duty. But let's back up a little bit before we get into that last point, because I think that, um, you know, there, there's a, a real kind of interesting perspective that, that dovetails into what we've been talking about. You know, initially in that, in that segment, they talked about releasing the break for free flowing. And, and I think, you know, the question is really, can you, can you sense whether you're resisting or allowing in your body and in your mind? Can you, are, do you know, do you even know? Because if you don't know, then this isn't going to be helpful. But if you do know, it's really helpful. Yeah. I think it's something where, I don't know if this is true for everyone, but I don't think it's as apparent at the beginning when you start to do this work as it becomes as you have done it for a while. 
um, because you become more subtly aware of the physical feeling in your body and where you hold your tension and the things that you've been doing for a really long time. So a lot of people would say, I'm not resisting anything. Well, but they've, if they've been resisting for so long, it feels like they're not because it's normal. So it's, it's those little subtleties. And so it's learning more about yourself and like really checking in with yourself. And that's why the emotional guidance system makes it so much easier. It does. Absolutely. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the guidance system and really getting a, a feel of where the resistant emotions are and where the allowing emotions are so that you know what to do when. And I think this is a really exciting leading edge conversation that can have an impact on your life today where everything, everything waiting for you. We'll be right back after the break. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. Let it There is peace. There is quiet. Rev. Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time with an energy that will captivate you. Touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. 
To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. listening to Everyday Attraction here, as you've heard on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. <laughs> and Heather and Ray are here to uh, to really unclog. No, we're not unclogging pipes. We are now replacing nope. pipes. We're, we're, laying, we're <laughs> laying new pipes. We're laying new pipes today as we talk about releasing reactionary living and, and truly getting beyond that place, um, transcending, as we've talked about, that part of ourselves that needs to be fixed or that part of ourselves that has to figure it out to really move into um, a deeper sense of who we really are. And before the break, we were talking about this, this idea of really sensing on the emotional level, on the physical level, uh, on the metaphysical level, when are you in resistance? And when are you in allowing because they had, you know, the Abrahams had such an interesting, interesting practice there where you could make a list of the things going on in your life. And you could say, Oh, I'm are you resistant or allowing? Isn't that an interesting check mark? Mm-hmm. You know, you could you could make a list of the people in your life and you could say resistant, allowing, a list allowing, which is kind of an interesting practice to see, you know, uh, what's happening. But, but the key in that, the real big time takeaway, the everyday takeaway, as I like to say, is that it's not about fixing the resistance. And and I think that that is such a get out of jail free card right there, you know. Well, one of the things that I always um, hear when I channel too is, you can't get it wrong, and you'll never get it done. And so you you just knowing that you can't get it wrong, it doesn't ever matter, and that the resistance is what we came here for, and that's why we're in our bodies. Why wouldn't we, you know, allow the resist? I mean the contrast to just be part of the fun of it all yes from that perspective it's truly you know taking it from that larger perspective and and not looking at the resistance as if something has gone wrong or we are wrong or something's bad happening yeah but but to know what to do is really what makes living fun not knowing what to do not so fun you know right and not knowing what to do for decades not so fun so this idea of, of really knowing what to do in the moment, and, and, I, and I've heard this a million times, but I guess I could hear it again, as the Abrahams talk about the fact that how momentum works, and that when we get on the allowing momentum, it will sweep through everything in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, and they talk about if you have nine things going wrong in your life, and one thing going well, and you give your undivided attention, there's therein lies the rub, the mm-hmm. undivided attention to that which is going well, the momentum will sweep through everything, and shift it, um, and reframe it. Isn't that, you know, to me, that is such an important understanding of how the law works, the law of momentum. Um, so can you focus on one thing that's going well? Can you? Oh, man, that's hard. If nine things are going wrong at the same time, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give that a whirl. <laughs> give that one a whirl. But, you know, I, I think that it's so interesting how we compartmentalize our mm-hmm. lives and we think, okay, we've got to go after and fix that thing because that thing has nothing to do with that thing, 
right? Because <laughs> one is my brother-in-law and the other one has to do with my country and the other thing has to do with my left foot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But just really stepping back and seeing that, that once we can get focused and allow the momentum to sweep through us, I love that feeling of just, just kind of it's sweeping everything clean, like just clearing it all out. Um, that we can truly trust that everything will come into alignment because that is part of the law. Um, but we, we tend to fixate though on what's going wrong. And we heard a little bit with a guy in the hot seat where, you know, he's doing some work in, in other countries. Um, and, and of course, you know, the reason he's, he's going there is because he sees that there's something that could be better. And that's a good thing. You know, to, to realize that something could be better is a really, really good thing and important. But this idea of fixation on what is going wrong is really, I think, when we get into trouble. Because then you're really kind of no help to anybody. Yeah. When you're just fixated on on what is going wrong. And, um, you know, that that's a... That's a really important practice um, to choose something, to just choose something. And can you choose it in this idea of undivided attention? That's really where I think the practice comes in because, you know, I don't think there's anything I can do with undivided attention. Well, I was going to say in this day and age, I mean, do people even have the ability to stay focused? There's so much, you know, multitasking and uh, multi-stimulation and so much going on at the same thing. And so to actually single focus is abnormal for people. It's almost like we have to train ourselves to be single focused again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very possible. Um, but in a way it's easier because we don't have to address all the other stuff going on at the same time, drop it all and just focus on the one thing that's working. It's actually doing less. We have to do less <laughs> to get more in that to get more. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the, you know, quacky, wacky thing about law of momentum. Um, because you just want to get on that energy that's sweeping through and, and this idea of, of, you know, of reframing that when we are, you know, get out ahead of something, when we are setting the metaphysical tone first and get out ahead of it. We're reframing the opportunity for it to manifest in different ways. So we're actually introducing improvement prior to any manifestation mm-hmm. because we kind of release the idea that um, that improvement is something that has to be done. It is already done. It is already done. And we step into not working on momentum. We, we, we focus on being being momentum, you know. Right. And, uh, and I think that's, that's really a, a different way of being in the driver's seat. Um, and that idea of getting out ahead of something. But one thing that occurred to me when I was listening to that is again, um, but even having to focus on one thing going right in order to feel good feels to me like there's still a little bondage there about having to have something outside of ourselves going right in order to get in alignment. Mm-hmm. Like I even want to go deeper to the point where, um, you know, we move back into the thing that's going right is my connection to source. You know, that's what I focus on. I focus on that primary relationship that reminds me that there's so much more going on than the dialogue in my head, as yeah. Michael Singer would say, the inner roommate. Um, 
And to me, that is really the momentum ride. Well, and one of the things I was thinking about today, it's kind of related to what you're talking about, is we have this programming that in order to get where we want to go, we we have to be kind of unhappy with where we are. And with the Abrahams, they teach us in order to get where we want to go, we have to be okay with where we are um, in order to, to gain the momentum to go towards what we're wanting. Absolutely. And so I think we, you know, we think like, well, if I want this thing, I can't really like this thing I already have because then I won't ever get that other thing that I really want. And so, um, you know, I just was spending some time on that today thinking, okay, to say I'm so appreciative and I love this thing that I have so much and I'm excited for this other thing that I want so much at the same time. So it's kind of, for me, it's shifting things from an and conversation, from a but conversation to an and conversation. Exactly, exactly. And and I think it's being able to hold that at the same time that it really starts building that metaphysical muscle, you know, yeah. where, where you're able to be able to, to watch, you know, um, watch things happening and seeing that kind of go in, in different directions, but still holding the knowing. And, and, you know, they talk about that. It's a stance of being at peace with what is, so you're mm-hmm. not resisting. So you're not anti-momentuming, right? You're not resisting. You're at peace with what is. But when we have connection to broader knowing, there is that excitement or anticipation of more because that nature of, of the universe and source is expansion. It is always, yeah, and, like you said, not yeah, but, but yeah, and. So uh-huh. it's not like being at peace with what is and not having any desire, but right. it's being able to hold both and... Um, but I really, I really want the one thing going right to be my relationship with my inner being. I want that to be sort of the measuring stick of how things are going. And because I really feel that if that relationship is working, then everything else has to work, Uh you know, and even when the contrast happens, if that primary relationship is happening, then the contrast comes with answers on its wings. Like in the contrast comes the answer because. Well, it makes it easier because if you're not um, enjoying something in the moment and you have this great relationship with source, you just pass the ball. You're playing basketball and you're throwing the ball to the source going, okay, you go get the basket because I got (laughs) to go take a drink of water and sit down. And you know it's handled. That's where the trust is. Yeah. And and really that is the work of just keeping up to speed with that source energy and and keep, you know, questioning um, and releasing sort of that inner dialogue that is not up to speed <laughs> and and moving into that place of, of, of really just um, letting it have its way with you, uh-huh. you know, um, the, this idea of fighting anything is really something that it becomes absolutely a trouble in the law of attraction. And it's it's interesting because we have often been taught that you fight your way through something. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at, you know, cancer. You're a fighter. You're a survivor. Fight this. Fight that. And I came in fighting. Like, I have spent my whole life um, kind of deprogramming that desire to fight. 
or flee, you know, the fight or flight kind of concept. And so when you give up the fight, if you think that's part of who, what, what's made you who you are, you're feisty and you're passionate and then you give up the fight, you have to not judge yourself to say, I'm giving up. <laughs> yeah. And because you're not giving it up, you're just handing it off and you're trusting that you are co-creating and you're not having to make it happen. You're not forcing it. But you are, I, I just got this, you are giving it up, right? Yep. You're giving it up to that which is beyond um, the smallness of your consciousness. You're giving right. it up to that broader knowing. You're releasing it to that. And and I think there is a waking up in that moment. Yeah. You know, where we... So you're not giving up, you're waking up and yeah. you are trusting um, that process. And, and that giving over kind of thing too, just like just giving it over, you know, and, and not how, and I, one of my favorite practices is just, I don't know how, where, why, or when, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I know, but I know that everything is always unfolding for my greater good and having the trust in that knowing, you know, you don't have to spend time fighting something or making something happen. And then the, the sweeping again, the sweeping of the momentum comes back in um, where things are revealed. And, you know, quite frankly, life becomes a bit more enjoyable and not so stressful and not so deeply embedded in everything as drama, you know, everything as, um, and, and I, I play into this. I, I absolutely, you know, play into this idea that I've got to fix it or that I've got to make it happen or that I've got to, you know, call it out. Um, these are all skills that I learned that I am unlearning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am giving up <laughs> and releasing um, because truly the fun of life is when you're working with that source and it's delivering it in those strangely delightful ways. And we were sharing a little bit before the show about how those synchronicities can happen in the momentum. And, and I, I think many of us who practice this work love those rendezvous points, those synchronistic moments, those, no way, this can't be there. What are the odds of this? Yeah. You know, we live for those, you know, and those are carried on the heels of, of source momentum. And, um, you know, and they're so perfectly timed and, it's interesting. And, and actually, I want to take that back. They're out of time. Like, for instance, I, um, I was struggling with something and I don't remember what it was right now, but I, I was just struggling with something and I had met this person at a conference and we had just kind of struck up a conversation and, and she happened to be someone who works on children's music and we really hit it off. And she said, oh, I, you know, I have a couple of these, but I wanted to give you my CD, which had this children's music, right? So I put it in my purse and you know, and, and I was just at this place where I was still struggling with this thing. And, um, and then I kind of forgot about it and I was playing with my little boy and I thought, Oh, I got this CD and I popped it in. And the first song was this song that my dad used to sing to me. And it just brought the, this real feeling of relief around the circumstance that I had been struggling with. And my dad had passed long ago, but he's still present. Uh -huh. And the song, which was given to me, you know, a day before, was setting me up in this moment to have this relief, you know, and I know that Source orchestrated that because of all the songs in the world, 
Mm-hmm. But the first one to be the very song that my father used to sing to me when I was a baby. You just can't make that stuff up, you know? <laughs> oh, no. but And it feels so good. It feels so good. When you yeah. hear it. I mean, it's yeah. just like, hallelujah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's so much appreciation in that. Yes. And it, it reminds us that we're not alone that we are constantly surrounded by broader knowing and these energies that have come and gone and that we are truly all in this together and we are actually at the end of our hour so we hope that this hour has brought you some opportunities to release reactionary living to truly step into the unbridled momentum because in that momentum are all the resources and all the rendezvous points and all the unconditional love you could possibly have in an eternal lifetime. So we we just hope that there has been moments for you this week that will carry on into your daily life so that you can truly work your everyday attraction. So thank you, Heather, for another wonderful hour together. I appreciate you so much and everything that you bring to this, um, this dialogue. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate you too, Ray. And I appreciate all of our listeners and we're all in it together. And I'm still offering those discovery sessions for anybody that wants a little extra one-on-one time um, at uh, resetyourmindset.net. You can just email me and let me know if you're interested in a little discovery session. Great. So that's Heather at resetyourmindset.net. Right? Is that the correct? Yeah, that's my email. Uh huh. Absolutely. And then resetyourmindset.net is the website. And I hope that you all take advantage of that because we. We truly could could use a little releasing. So we'll see you next time on Everyday Attraction. All is well. Don't think about it. Let it Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? 
Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.